Amen. This reminded me of that song, I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. We're all children of God here this morning. Amen? Amen. It's good to be in church. Amen? Amen. Uh, it's good to have each and every one of you. It's good to have my aunt from England. She's been staying with my mom, and uh, she actually leaves tomorrow. We're sad to see her go, but she did extend her ticket to stay a little bit longer. So she's going back to God's country, I guess, tomorrow. But uh, thank you, Aunt Angeline, for being with my mom over this time. And I just appreciate you and love you very much. And I uh, just want to thank you for that. But it's good to be in church this morning. Amen? And I'm here to share the word with you. So bear with me. I'm a little nervous. So just bear with me this morning. No. I know your wife told me told you to say that. Anyway, there was a couple questions asked this morning from Paul, and I'm going to ask you another question. And uh, so it seems to be the theme there this morning. So I'm going to ask you guys a question this morning. And my question to you is, and this is the title of my message, is who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 16 and verse 13. Matthew 16, verse 13. Question again, who do you say Jesus is? And this is a passage where, where, where Peter is with uh, Jesus and Jesus is with his other disciples. And in verse 13 it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I the Son of Man am. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, in this passage, we see that people were saying that Jesus could be somebody else. You know, the Jewish people were looking for a Savior back then, and they were expecting him to come and do a different thing what Jesus came to do in the first place. But you see, the people were saying that, he, oh, well, he could be John the Baptist. You know, he's come back from the dead. He's John the Baptist. Or he could be some of the old prophets. You know, it could be Elijah. But Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, the meaning of Christ is... He was the anointed one. He, or the chosen one. He was the chosen one to set his people free. But I'm asking you today, who is Jesus to you? Is he someone you just call upon? You know, many times people call upon Jesus in the name of the Lord when just something's going bad, really. Amen? When something's going wrong in your life or something's uh, troubling you or you're going through a valley or anything like that, you're, you're, you call upon the name of Jesus. But... Is he your all in all? Is he your everyday answer? Is he the one that you reach to even when things are going right? I've been guilty of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, hey, when something's going wrong or I'm, when I'm troubled with something, I, I, I go and pray to the Lord. I, seek, I go into my Bible and the Word. When things are going right, hey, I, everything's going good. I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm doing this all on my own. But no, each and every one of us need Jesus daily. Amen? 
I don't know about you, but me, especially over the fast, past few weeks of, of, you know, the situation with our family, I have needed Jesus more and more and more. Every single day, I need Jesus more and more and more. I, I don't know how people can do it without him. I don't know how people can survive without him. But I need Jesus more and more. And that's somebody that you need more and more in your life as well. You know, uh, if you have kids, I have a couple kids, and uh, we used to go down to Disney. You know, some people uh, will go take their kids to Disney, you know, and go down there. And, you know, they go on all the rides. You've got the small world, which drives me nuts because it's just repetitive. And then you get stuck behind the boats with all the people, and you're in there for like 10 minutes, and it's the same tune going over and over and over and over. And you're like, oh, my goodness, going to get me out of here. You know, and, but there's a, there's a ride there at Epcot, and it's a, it's a ride. Well, I guess it, they, they, it was built in the 80s, so it's kind of an 80s kind of theme, I think. And you go in there, and it's about this character called Figment. You know who I'm talking about? It's a Figment. So it's, it's basically like, oh, it's like a Figment of your imagination. So whatever you think of, you know, that's what he is. He's a Figment of your imagination. It's a little like thing that they created and all that. But, you know, a lot of people think that Jesus is just a figment of, your, of their imagination. Think about that. You think he's just some kind, like this book here, the Bible, is just some kind of fairy tale. But I tell you what, it's not a fairy tale. It's the true word of God that was breathed through the, his prophets and the people years and years and thousands of years ago for us to have for our daily walk. Amen. John 4, are you still with me? John 14, sorry, 1 through 6. Let's read it. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where... I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the truth? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's just a great promise that Jesus has for us. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. You see, Jesus told his disciples not to be troubled. Why did he tell them not to be troubled? To tr but to trust him. That's why. To trust in Jesus. The mansions referred to in the scripture refers to dwelling places. Everybody has a longing for a permanent, secure place. But such places have already been set aside for all of God's children. We are all God's children. And then the verse says, I will come again and receive you. But Peter, you see may have failed Jesus, but Christ will not fail to return for Peter and for everyone else who has believed in him. See, Jesus doesn't fail. He does not fail. His promises are yea and amen. You see, here, Jesus saves and renews people. He is in the change in the life's business. He can change your life this morning. It may, may be a process 
or it might be instant. Maybe you know someone that their lives have been changed. Or perhaps maybe your life has been changed. My life has been changed by Jesus. Amen? I remember stories about my father, you know, about things like he used to do when, when he was young and he was kind of, you know, he was out in the world and my aunt used to tell all these stories. And I'm like, I really don't want to hear these, you know what I mean? It's a, before, he, before he gave his life to the Lord, you know, do you, do you really have to tell me? But it would just give you in contrast of how Jesus can change your life. He changed my father's life when he was 27 years old, completely. My dad did anything the world had to offer, but Jesus came into his heart and changed his life. And in that instant, it not only changed his life, it went on from his family and his family, and he kept a legacy. He kept a legacy through his children. And I thank the Lord for that. And I thank the Lord that Jesus changed my dad's life. Where would I be if he didn't change his life? Where would I be? Amen? So be thankful that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior this morning. Because that's the most important thing that you have to hold on to in life. Amen? You know, I've said this many times in the church, you know, uh, when I shared a word or something. You can't, there's, there, you, you can never say you're not loved. Somebody can't say, hey, nobody loves me, woe is me, you know, all depressed, and oh, nobody loves me. No, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. So what is Jesus to you this morning? What is he? Is he your redeemer? Is he your help in time of need? Is he your healer? Is he your deliverer this morning? Is he your hope? Is he your peace? Is he your joy? Is he your fortress? Is he your all in all? Is he your savior? Yes, he's all these things and many more. Is he your comforter? He is my comforter. Amen? You know, when we proclaim Jesus as our savior, the Bible says we will be made fun of. We will be mocked. But, you know, we need to take a stand for the Lord, especially these times we live in. It seems like our morals have went out the window sometimes, you know. But, you know, Matthew 10, 32 says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will deny before my Father who is in heaven. So be strong in the faith this morning. You know, I struggled with that with this many times. You know, with being around people and they'd be like, oh, you go to church and all this kind of stuff. Oh, you know, what you go to there for, you know? And I would struggle with that. But, you know, we got to be firm and we got to stand firm that we know Jesus and share Jesus with others. Amen? If you're having doubts on who Jesus is in your life, I encourage you to read his word. Reading his word, if you have doubts, read his word. Now, be careful when you read the word that you don't take it out of context. Because the Bible is a true word of God. Amen? The Bible presents God's gracious and powerful revelation of himself. For God is complete within himself. His all-sufficient character lacks nothing. In love, he created mankind, you and me. And in his mercy, he offers redemption through his son, Jesus Christ. God's story calls us to acknowledge our sin 
and receive the redemption he purchased for us through his son. You see, this is God's world. Even though you may be told different, he started its history and he will end it. Fully achieving his purposes and promises, for the Bible says it. So if you're having doubt of who Jesus is, read the word. For those who he loves, the end is actually a glorious new beginning. For you know what? We are just pilgrims passing through. This is not our final destination. The Bible says it. Amen? This is not our home. This is not our home. So I ask you again, who do you say Jesus is? For he is the Savior of the world. John 6 and 47, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life, for I am the bread of life. He is the everlasting life. Amen? The scripture says, I am the bread of life. You see, a bread sustains physical life, but Christ offers and sustains spiritual life. The nourishment and satisfaction he offers is not temporary, but permanent. What a promise. What promises we have from the word of the Lord. I mean, it just doesn't get any better. I don't know about you guys, but the more and more I read into the word and the more and more I I know that Jesus loves me and how much he cares, it's just, just, uh, you know, I'm I'm speechless sometimes. You know, it's just amazing how much he loves you. Amen? The Bible says, I, he says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. You see, to a world stumbling about in the darkness of sin, Christ offers himself as a constant guide. Amen? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Unlike hirelings who might run away and leave the flock unprotected, Jesus is committed to caring for and keeping watch over his people. Jesus says, I am the true vine. Amen? He says, I am the resurrection and the life, for Jesus is the Lord of all life and possesses the power to raise the dead, like he did with Lazarus. Death is not the final word, for all who are in Christ will live forever. Like I said, I am the, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the only one and the only way to the Father. He is a source of all truth and the source for all knowledge about God. For he offers to spiritually dead people the very life of God. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Amen? So I encourage you today, who is Jesus in your life? Is he your all in all? Or is he just somebody that just, we come to church Sunday, that's it. We'll sing a few songs, listen to the word, and we'll go home and just do whatever we need to do through the week. And then we meet up again on a Sunday. What is he to you? To me, he's my savior. To, he, to me, he is my all in all. Do I stumble and fall? All the time. Every single day. Because none of us are perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. Amen? So I encourage you today. If you ask yourself that question this week, who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? That's a word that the Lord, I believe, laid on my heart. Because I was, believe I, would, I was struggling with that a little bit. Who is Jesus to me? 
And you've really got to think and you've really got to, you know, search yourself. Who is Jesus? But Jesus is the Lord of all and King of kings and Lord of lords this morning. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you this morning for you and what you have done. And I'll thank you this morning, Lord, if the men will come. We thank you, Lord, this morning that you died on a cross so that we may live. And we thank you and we pray for every family here, Lord Jesus, that you touch them, Lord Jesus, and know, and they know that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen and amen. Amen. You know, if you have a prayer request or a prayer, you know, we, we would like to pray with you this morning.